Welcome back, everybody. This is Eric and Ronald McDonald here with Iraq Veteran 8888. <laughs> Everybody's been giving this guy so much crap about his hair, so I had to jump on the bandwagon a little bit there. Guys, welcome back. Uh, it's another Gun Gripe episode here for you today, and it's a doozy. Uh, we're going to be talking about some Im imposing doom in the world of suppressors, but before we do, definitely want to give a special thanks to the folks at uh, Sonoran Desert Institute for allowing gun gripes to continue raw, unadulterated, unfiltered. Mm -hmm. I can't get my words out of my mouth today. I'm trying. I'm going to get it right eventually. But they've got great <laughs> gunsmithing programs over there. If you guys have unused GI Bill, I know some of y'all do. They do accept GI Bill, which is awesome. Great uh, way to get into some higher learning when it comes to gun technology. Really cool gr uh, group of guys. Really great programs. Um, so let's jump into this thing a little bit here. So suppressors have been the talk of the town recently. Um, you know, Trump has basically come out and says, he don't like them. I don't like them. That was his exact word. So a person who got $30 million from the NRA toward, to go towards his presidential campaign and got an A-plus rating from the NRA, but yet, despite all that, we're sitting on a bump stock ban, we're sitting on red flag laws, we're sitting, and red flag laws are taken over at the state level in over mm -hmm. 20 states now. So we're sitting on red flag laws, and now... A potential suppressor ban. Now he may not necessarily be going through executive fiat to establish, you know, this ban on suppressors. He hasn't even made a move on suppressors yet. However, it lights the fire under under all the anti's feet and makes them think, hmm. Well, what should we do? So now that's what we're seeing. First, it started in Virginia. Mm -hmm. You elaborate on that a little after bit. After the uh, after the shooting in Virginia, you know, the perpetrator used a firearm with a suppressor on it. And it was legally owned. Firearms were legally owned. So just some guy just snapped. Like we said before, you cannot regulate morality. How in the world are you supposed to stop someone from doing a bad thing when, in all other accounts, they're fine? They seem just perfectly fine. No big deal. I mean, it'd be just like me or Eric just snapping one day and, you know, something crazy happened. This stuff happens. Like your you, hair? Not like my hair. I stuck my finger in a light socket earlier before we started filming, but um, the, the thing is, we've said it all along, you cannot regulate morality. I mean, you think about a movie like Minority Report, and you got the thought police, okay? You think about doing something bad, they're going to come bust down your door and take you to the gulag. I mean, you can't do that. And the thing is, all right, it's just like firearms, okay? If, if a firearm's used in a crime, the, <laughs> the percentage of firearms ownership legal firearms ownership by law-abiding people who would never hurt anybody just far, far outweighs the amount that are used in actual crimes. And you go over to other countries who have very stringent gun laws, they still have violent crime. It's just criminals are going to use whatever tools at their disposal. Look at Europe. Look at England and such where they have acid attacks. There's billboards up now that say, in the event of an acid attack, since you can't defend yourself, more or less, call the call 999, whatever their emergency contact number is. Uh, cut off the affected clothing and rinse appropriately. No, no. Here, if someone wants to attack you with acid, you have the ability and the God-given right to defend yourself. I mean, and there was... <laughs> It just really boggles my mind all the time how one little spark can just ignite everyone and everyone's opinion on a particular subject. And overnight, everyone is a complete expert. So overnight, everyone was an expert on 
suppressors. And everyone wants to stand the perceived moral high ground. Oh. They feel like they're they're somehow on some high horse all of a sudden. So, I mean, so because one person says something that offends us, do we all of a sudden say, you know what, a pesky First Amendment needs to go away because it just, it, we don't like what that person said. One person out of the crowd says something, now all of a sudden everyone's ability to say what's on their mind should now be regulated. And, and why is the Second Amendment the only thing that's treated like this? Okay, so one crime gets committed with something that is highly regulated, which right there shows you that, you know, the regulatory headache that you have to go through to obtain a suppressor is arduous, long, burdensome, and dare I say, almost, you know, I would say almost cruel and unusual, the process you have to go through to get a suppressor. Well, it's also I don't very think costly. people realize... You know, the, what you really have to do to obtain a suppressor. So one suppressor gets used in a crime and all of a sudden all the people that own suppressors have to be thrown under the bus now. Mm -hmm. But that's the logic. And I don't even think that it's a left or right thing anymore. You know, I used to I used to feel strongly that, you know, the right the right side was a little bit more in the right, like, you know, conservative, you know, Republican type thing. And, and I used to think, oh, well, this, this is just an evil left Democrat ideology. I don't really think that's the case so much mm -hmm. anymore, man. I'm, you know, I'm talking to a lot of folks that are liberal, left-leaning, that are gun owners. And a lot of them are good people now that, that we may not share our views on every other instance, right? Uh, I understand that, but there are a lot of folks that go a little bit more towards the left that are gun owners. So you mm. can't necessarily say that this is just a left thing versus a right thing in terms of this cross ideology. I think the ideology is more placed in people that are really either a closet statist or they're closet socialists. Mm -hmm. And those represent the extreme far left and the extreme far right. And I think that most Americans are a little bit more on a middle ground, I think, that, you know, there may be some areas where someone has, uh, a, be a social Democrat, but maybe a fiscal Republican, or maybe a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. So, the America is a big melting pot of different cultures and different people, different religions, different, um, you know, sexual preferences, different uh, ways of looking at the world, ways that they want to carry themselves, ways they want to work, you know, whatever they want to do. So, to paint something with such a broad of a brush as to say that this is the left attacking us over suppressors, I think that's incorrect. Because there's statists, there's people on the far right that would benefit from suppressors being outlawed as well, just like there are on the far left. So I think somewhere in the middle, you've mm -hmm. got people that are just the real folks trying to just live in the world and do our thing. Of course. I mean, and, you know, you look at suppressor ownership and such, and even before a few years ago, a lot of folks out there in even the gun world were ignorant to the fact, and there's people that are still ignorant to the fact that you can legally purchase suppressors, machine guns, short barrel rifles, short barrel shotguns, all these other NFA items. Um, and like I said, you know, it, it is a costly purchase because you look at many countries in Europe where suppressor ownership is not only legal, it's easily obtainable. Uh, the devices are easily obtainable right over the counter. And it's usually deemed in uh, the case of public like um, like noise no, uh, noise pollution uh, endeavors. Okay, so uh, a suppressor on the end of your rifle is considered, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's considered um, neighborly and in, in good... Uh, it's early, guys. My brain ain't functioning. You know what I'm trying to say. I know what but, you're trying to get at. Um, it, it's, just, it's, a, it's, it's a courtesy. It is. It's considered a courtesy to 
minimize noise pollution where you are. A lot of people shoot on uh, huge public ranges and such. They have private property that they can shoot on and it minimizes noise pollution and it's a common courtesy to shoot suppressed. Here, it's demonized to shoot suppressed because, oh, well, why do you need a suppressor unless you're in the military or you're an assassin because that's what Hollywood tells us. I think that a lot of it is misinformation that's put out by Hollywood about how effective suppressors really are. Um, if you guys go over to our Instagram, uh, you'll see a page that we shared from Brownells mm -hmm. that has a graph that shows you like the actual real DB levels of different things mm -hmm. such as power tools, door slamming, everyday mm -hmm. things. And it's actually, you know, an unsuppressed gunshot is very, very damaging to your hearing. It can lead most certainly to permanent hearing loss even when it's only above 140 decibels. It does not take a lot for a firearm shot to be over 140 decibels. Some 22 pistols can be over 140 mm -hmm. decibels. No problem. Oh, all, all 22 yeah, pistols. Yeah, so I mean, 22s have a high pitch. They've got a crack to them, and they can damage your hearing. So, you know, I think that in the vein of this thing, people aren't, they're forgetting that suppressors promote safety, courtesy to other shooters in terms of noise, pollution, and things like that, but also to your hearing. It is a it is a safety device, no different than protecting your hearing with ear pro or anything like that. So getting back to the overall gripe about banning suppressors, so not only was a special legislative session called in in Virginia on July 9th, Well, right? for July 9th. For, for yeah, July the governor, 9th. The governor jumped right on the bandwagon. He's like, all right, we've got to call this special session of Congress here yeah. in the state, and we're going to look at strongly at more gun control, including a total ban on suppressor ownership in the state of Virginia. Yeah, never let a good tragedy go to waste, right? So oh. that's what they're doing there. They're not going to let a tragedy go to waste. So <clears throat> in addition to that, we've got a fellow in New Jersey, Bob Menendez, a uh, senator in New Jersey has proposed mm. he has called for a federal ban on suppressors and he is calling it his help empower Americans uh, to respond yeah here, here yeah here the weapon save a life that's his slogan so uh, guys this mm. Bob Menendez fellow has got a lot of really nasty skeletons in the closet mm. and I'm not gonna go into details on this video because I'm not that kind of guy he's not here to speak for himself but I will tell you this you know the left and I, I hate to even say the left, right? The guy's a Democrat, whatever. All right, whether that, whatever ideology he decides to cling to is irrelevant, right? But it just seems like so many people in government positions, right, left, regardless, right? It seems like they always got some dirt mm. in the closet. Something's going on, some scandal, some bullcrap. And they always have this statism, this air of statism about them. Even Democrat, Republican, doesn't matter. It, it just seems like the end goal is always power. Of course it is. You know, and that's the issue. This guy just, it, it just reeks of power. And that's all it is. The, you know, this guy is completely ignorant to suppressor technology. If you read through his statements on it, he doesn't know anything about firearms technology. And he's just jumping on the bandwagon. And like we always say, they're going to chip away at the Second Amendment a tiny little piece at a time. And if, if this goes through on a national level and... You know, there's a bunch of rhinos and other Republicans and such that side with them in Congress, and then it goes to the House and gets all crazy. Or in 2020, if we have a complete reversal and, you know, you've got complete anti-gunners controlling everything, then, yeah, something like this is definitely a problem. Um, all it takes is one stroke of the pen, you know, to have your rights signed away. And then what are you going to do? I mean, these devices are registered. That Unlike bump stocks, which we've discussed a lot in the past, 
they was, aren't serialized, so no yeah. one really knows where those are. Which but, not many have been turned in at all, no. and won't. But suppressors mm -hmm. are just a, they are a tool, just like anything else. And one thing that I read that's, that's very concerning, and I hate to even bring this up, but one of the victims of the shooting in Virginia, um, she had, if I remember correctly, you know, forgive me, I'll try to find the article and put it in the description box below, but I read that she had considered carrying to work uh, during that time period because of just some crazy things that were going on, whatever the case is, and she did not because where she worked at the government building there was a gun-free zone and we always talk about that gun with strictly zone. controlled access yeah. that only certain you know you have that key card to get in the building like it wasn't but like anybody could just walk in off the street gun-free zones kill people and you know there's been things floating around on social media of uh, these municipal buildings and such having these signs out front basically as a liability um, you know, as a, as a liability waiver, more or less, saying that, hey, you know, uh, we can't help control if some crazy de deranged individual comes in here and wants to shoot the place up, or, you know, if uh, there's a terrorist attack in the building. Um, but, because, but you, you but, can't have guns in yeah, there. <laughs> but you can't, you can't defend yourself, but we're not responsible for what happens to you if something goes on in this building. We're not, we're not liable for your life, you know. The government is not liable for you, which... That's really the but case yet, anyways. But yet, for because reasons, you can't be armed in here. But, you know, we can send our, our goons, okay, in after the fact and clean up the mess and stop it. No, it doesn't work that way. It's not supposed to work that way. But this is just another nail in the coffin if something like this does go through, even on a state level. I mean, we've been working very hard, you know, organizations like the American Suppressor Association, several manufacturers all throughout the country and you know various lobbying groups like um, Gun Owners of America and even the NRA at one point they were really pushing for a deregulation of suppressors we almost saw it go through and then events happened and everything just got shoved under the rug and pretty much there, there goes our chance right now but the thing is many states were legalizing suppressor ownership because of the benefits to sports shooters, hunters, individuals who just want to defend themselves, people who want to take their kids out, not to wear ear pro, and just enjoy firearms, you know, to to another level. It's kind of the next level of firearms ownership and enjoyment, in my opinion. But I hate to see a state take away that right from their their citizens over something like this when there's well over a million of the, you know these devices in circulation that are privately owned. I mean, what are you going to do? Ban suppressors on a national level and go to the door and confiscate them? No. People have several thousand dollars in this. You can't just confiscate private property. I'm sorry. There's going to be some problems. I yeah. mean, bottom line. I mean, some people own thousands and 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 thousands of dollars worth of suppressors. Sorry. You got the wrong color hair for that. I, I know. I know. I, I don't have the, the, the orange, uh, you know, don't make fun of Trump. That's not nice. I'm not but, making fun of him. Uh, look, you know, Trump Trump has done some great stuff. He he has been a good president. I'm just mm. not exactly fond of his of how he's treated the Second Amendment, especially when he ran on a mantra mm. of the attack on our Second Amendment rights are over, and yet he's put in more gun control than, than any Obama. Other, than Obama. <laughs> Go figure anyway, it's I digress. The, it's so ironic. The, the other the other benefit also of deregulating suppressors is also the fiscal irresponsibility of regulations, okay? Mm. Regula regulating something costs money, taxpayer money, that we all have to, to pay this money into taxes, and all these programs have to be funded somewhere, right? So they use the taxpayer's money 
to regulate you. All right, mm. and if you deregulate the suppressors, now you're remo removing a regulatory burden from the system that they don't have to worry about anymore. Now you can move on to bigger and more important and more constitutionally uh, valid problems. So that's the issue is, is it, it, there is a, a big paradigm shift within our country where there are a lot of people such as us who feel that all of these gun, gun laws are just completely unconstitutional, unmerited. You know, we're adults. We want to be treated like adults, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a lot of people that really tow that line of responsibility. They're just normal folks going about their life, doing their thing. They want to go out and shoot suppressed and not hurt their hearing. They want to take their kids out and let them shoot without their ear earbuds getting blown out by a loud gun. They want to take a recoil-shy youngster or someone who might be scared of guns and introduce them to guns in a way that's safe. And they don't have to worry about hearing. They can take the ear pro off and explain to them what's going on. They don't have to worry about their eardrums getting blown out. Guys, suppressors have plenty of use in everyday society. And they're everywhere. Mm -hmm. Okay? If there's... How many suppressors? You said a million suppressors? So... Well, yeah, well over one, one in a million of something gets used in a crime. And all of a sudden, the sky's falling. And, and we have to do something about this e epidemic. If we... Uh if we want to Come follow on. that, if we want to follow that line, then I guess every time somebody takes a vehicle and decides to drive it into a crowd of folks, I mean, I guess we should ban cars. Uh, you know, we need to ban kitchen knives like they're trying to do in Britain because oh, they well, won't sell you, know. you a knife over there without ID. Yep. Um, so uh, I guess you know you need to ban I don't know real glass because somebody could break it and turn it into a weapon. Oh, you need to ban uh, baseball bats. And Okay, well, I guess baseball is, you know, in the past now because we got to ban baseball bats. I guarantee you more people have been hurt with a baseball bat than have a suppressor. But if you want to follow that same line, then th there, there's no logical path there. I mean, it's just a, it's just a, a power grab. That's all it is. It's just a, a, a play to try to grab more power and take you know, a God-given right away from us. Not just gun owners, but anyone, anyone. You're disenfranchising everyone who's not technically old enough to purchase their own firearm or purchase an NFA item. You're going to disenfranchise all those people who might be interested in it, but they're not of the legal age under our current law to purchase I mean, items. like we've said in previous videos, you know, we represent a generation of Americans that yeah, we're pretty ticked that we can't just go buy a machine gun and not have to pay, you know, an exuberant amount of money for it. Yeah, we're a little sore mm -hmm. over that. Would I like to be able to buy a Mac 10 for 600 bucks? You better believe it. Mm -hmm. But it's just the people that were able to take advantage of those days, now, you know, <laughs> their collections are worth... I mean, I'm not hating. No. I'm not hating. Don't get me wrong, because that's awesome. Mm -hmm. People that own machine guns, hey, more power to you. I think it's great. But, you know, some of us that are in our age range feel a little sore that we we never got to experience what it was like, you know. And, yeah, we feel a bit disenfranchised over this situation. Infringed, dare I say. Mm -hmm. All right. Anyway, uh, guys, don't buy into the rhetoric. Uh, if, if you live in Virginia, you live in New Jersey, if you live in any state where, where talk has begun about potential suppressor bans, don't sweat it. Contact your reps, complain, be that loud voice, because look, the battle for our rights is really switching from an overall national stage to a state-level stage, and I think that's what a lot of these fights are really going to be fought hard at the state level.
keeping red flag laws from expanding to other states. Right now, they're in over 20 states. Guys, in five years, we could see red flag laws in the entire country, and that's scary. You're talking about a police state, guys. That's what mm -hmm. they want. They want a police state. We can't allow this to happen. These battles at the state level, like in Washington, I-1639, you know, we've been, you know, fighting for that to try to help the, the program folks out in Washington. Guys, stuff like this, this talk of the suppressor ban in New Jersey, you know, the governor going off as full gonzo in, in Virginia. Things like this are happening all over the place at state levels. We have to ring the bell and we have to fight these things at every turn. It's important that we band together and help each other out in these states. Don't sit on the sidelines and go, oh, well, what's going on in New Jersey doesn't affect me. Oh, well, that's that bullcrap because it does. Because whatever, you know what, rolls downhill. Yeah, that was a senator right. from New Jersey who introduced a national level ban in the Senate. So right. that, that was... That that particular suppressor bill, the Hear Act or whatever it is, yeah, that is on a national level. Yeah, so be careful, guys. You know, these things are capable of happening. You can't uh, happening. Sorry, you can't sit on the sidelines and just wait for th for it to come to you. You can't wait for the war to come to you. You have to go to the front lines. And right now, the front lines are on many state levels where these things are happening. Not only state level legislation, but <sighs> but things like New Jersey, like you said, where they're trying to push it at the national level. So all right. So anyway. Real quick, this just thought came what to mind. What you need, Ronald? Thought just came to mind. <laughs> so, all right, you think about suppressors, all right? And you remember all the talk that we've had about thuds and stuff in the past. Like, oh, well, ARs, I don't own one of those. I don't really care. Oh, well, suppressors, I don't really own one of those. I don't really care. Think about it. We've said it numerous times. That think about it. It's all coming to light. It's all coming true. I mean, guys, one thing about these videos, we, we're just us here. We're just being honest with you. We're being forthcoming. We're, we always make these videos with the most integrity that we possibly can that YouTube will allow us to. I'm trying to be as honest as I can with you guys. We're all brothers and sisters here. I don't care if you're left. I don't care if you're right. I don't care if you're LGBT. I don't care if you're black, white, Mexican. I don't care if you're Jewish, uh, Christian, Muslim. We are all gun owners here. The Second Amendment is on a higher plane than any of that. And what we have to remember, the Second Amendment gives our entire culture teeth. It gives us the ability to protect each other. It gives us the ability to defend ourselves against domestic and foreign enemies. And that's important to remember that we are, we are all, we are all, you know, we're all able to take advantage of our Second Amendment mm -hmm. rights. You know, it's it's all of our rights, not just one group of people, not, you know, oh, well, this, this group of people is the loudest voice when it comes to the second, so they only care about uh, extreme uh, right-wing people owning guns. I think we have to get that out of our mind. This is not an extreme right-wing thing. Get get those narratives out of your mind. That This isn't about that. Gun ownership covers a wide variety of of different people in this country and we have to band together and realize that it's not left and right it's them versus us it's the people that want all of the power versus the people who are just trying to live their lives and be free are you a free man or are you a statist because that's what this is coming down to it literally is mm. not a statist all right i choose freedom i choose liberty and i hope you will too so just keep that in mind guys
We'll be seeing you. All right. Guys, thanks for watching. We appreciate all the support. Those of you who purchase man cans, if you support us over on Patreon, t-shirts that you purchase, all those funds go right back into supporting this content, supporting our message. Thank you so much for believing in us and enjoying the content. We hope you liked it. Share it with your buddies. Many more videos on the way, and we'll see you next time. Don't worry. We're, we're not out of, the, out of the woods yet, but we're going to fight together. We're going to make it happen. We'll see you guys soon. See you guys.